Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Shukguzman. Today, we thought we would dive into a topic that we love talking about, and that is some more of a explanation around the feminine and the masculine energy and the feminine and the masculine lens. And here is why I think it's so great to talk about this right now. I do feel like we are in the time of the feminine rebirth, if you will. So I think globally and in our world, there's a lot of energy that's moving, that is moving us more in the age of the women, our age of the feminine. But I also have been exploring a lot more self-development recently with myself and what I'm teaching my clients and the training that I'm doing. And I am coming to recognize how many of our frameworks are still looking from a masculine lens. And when we actually take that masculine lens away and we look at things from a feminine lens, it changes everything. And that's what I thought we could explore on this this podcast today. And Laura and I are super excited because we were like just diving into all kinds of things before we even started. So we just hit record. (laughs) We always know it's going to be a good topic when we realize we've already started discussing it and we haven't started recording. We're already jumping in. So, well, I mean, if you think about it, Sonny, this is what brought us together. In the very beginning of our friendship, it was we both had a passion for understanding the power, like we understood the power of the feminine and we were both feeling that it was unappreciated um, in our current environment and cultures. And you you and I both really came together, came together on that common thread of like, we've got to do more to advocate for the feminine, to show more business structures. I mean, that was the whole reason we became business partners was because we saw the possibility of using a business structure that was traditionally masculine and rethinking it, redesigning it, and imagining it through the feminine lens. And you were already doing that work individually. I was doing that work individually. And then we created a structure. So, I mean, this goes way back to our origin story. It does. You know, I have such a palpable memory of being in that house, that first house that we moved in together and like sitting on the couch in the living room and talking and dissecting the masculine and feminine energy. And I was studying so deeply those two things at that time. And I just like, I can remember us sitting on that couch in that living room with the fence all around that house. <laughs> and just like, I can really remember, yeah, we, we'd have amazing conversations. And that was a time where I feel like I was really deep diving into understanding what it even means, the masculine feminine energy. And we're not going to go into sort of the baseline of that because we have talked about that in many other episodes. So we'll put that in the show notes as other feminine and masculine episodes that if you do need some frameworks for what the feminine and masculine energy is, you can kind of go back to those. Because what I really want to talk about today is the masculine and feminine lens and how our self-development and how our consciousness really shifts when we start to look at it differently. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that in our current times, it's just interesting to see how things are changing in a way that is inviting the feminine, or even if you look at how the world is, you know, because the world is a feminine 
energy. And there's a name that some people refer to the world as Gaia. And she's Mm -hmm. this very powerful, creative energy. And the world is having this pause. And I know that many scientists are um, cringing at the fact that people are saying, oh, you know, it's it's reversing because they don't want people to think this is a sustainable way in which the world is going to repair itself to have a global pandemic. However, the world is healing. It's actually in this pause, it's restoring. And so that feminine energy of birth and life, rebirth and healing, it's all an invitation, in my opinion, to listen to like, okay, the world is doing it. This feminine energy is very palpable. And so what does that mean for rethinking the way we're going to emerge into the world and moving forward? How could the feminine be a pathway forward. Yes. And I feel this, this is absolutely what I'm here to do in the world. Like I feel like everything is about helping women step more into their feminine power and even understand what that even is. And so some of the things that I've been exploring and looking to create models from, right, so that we can have just more of an understanding around it. Because all of our concepts are masculine. All of our models are masculine. So, you know, trying to sort of turn it on its head and look at everything through that feminine lens is much is very different. And so one of the things I've been exploring is, like, there's two modes of operations, right? We can operate in the feminine, which is really about operating from our essential self. So it is, you know, how do we, it is being authentic, it is being fully ourselves, is being congruent, which we've talked about as well in a few episodes. And then it's operating in the world from that place. So it's subjective, it does not fit in rules or boxes or what the world thinks is right or wrong. It is hearing our own wisdom, it is understanding who we are, and it is operating from that place outward. Whereas the masculine sort of way to mode of operation, which we've been doing pretty much for centuries, is we look outside to the world, are the rules, or the box, or the, you know, whatever anyone else tells us, and then we create ourselves to fit that. And this is what most women are stuck in. You know, every single person I work with, for the most part, you know, we're in the whole world, really, we're all stuck in this idea of who we should be based on something outside of ourselves. And we haven't really taken taking the time and the understanding to look at who we are and how we want to operate regardless of whoever is outside of us. Mm, yeah, a completely different orientation, which yeah. is why it makes it challenging for us to sometimes even see that we're coming from a masculine orientation because it's just that's just been the way it's it's been. And what I really appreciate about what you said and I think a way of simplifying is exactly that, of the feminine is an inside-out approach. It's resourced from intuition, and it's about connection and about relationships, but it sources from the inside and expresses to the outside. The masculine orientation is very much externally focused and then bringing that to the individual. So it's like, who do I need to be? What is everybody else doing? What is the structure? And then let me fit myself into that. And so just that right there for me is a way that, and I think even this shows up in my conversations with my clients because even traditional psychotherapy was very top down processing, very out in like, what is, 
the trauma done to us? What's the environment that we've lived in? And so how is it impacting us? We've got to come in and fix ourselves. We've got to understand what we're thinking in order to change how we feel. And newer, just pretty much in the last 30, 40 years, begin to emerge. The new approaches in psychotherapy are much more of the bottom up. What do I sense in my body? What do I feel? And then therefore, what am I thinking? That's a very feminine bottom up approach. What am I sensing? What happened to me so that I can change my outward behavior or how I am in the world? So my outside will change as I shift my internal experience. You know, so there's so much that in our lifetimes and Sonia and I both feel like we've been born to kind of carry the thread of the feminine because for whatever reason that has been, it's just come to us like constantly. And yet we live in the world and we get all caught up in the masculine and we have had it operate and do all sorts of distortions in our life. But then there's these things, these threads that bring us back in, bring us back in to the value of the intuitive, the feminine, the relationships, the community building, the connectivity that comes from feminine energy. Yes. And I think, you know, there is such a challenge because most women, we like, and, and it's not just women, of course, men have the same feminine energy. So we're not just talking about women only. They only have the power of the feminine. Men have the power of the feminine as well. It's just women have usually more access to it, easier access to it, more of it inside of them. Like there's some more natural things in terms of gender. But What's so interesting is that we're not really taught a lot about it, right? Because it's dismissed everywhere. It's diminished everywhere. It's, you know, sucked out of so many arenas. And so a lot of women just don't even know how to function in it. It is our natural rhythm, but we don't know what that means. We don't understand it. And so it's really interesting. There's some really interesting repercussions or effects of one mode over the other. So Let's take this ripple effect, right? When you're operating in the feminine, you can do very small actions because you're operating in sort of the center. You can see it like a bullseye, right? So if you look at kind of that bullseye, in the feminine, you're operating in the center. And so you can have a very small shift, a very small effort, and that effort is like a ripple effect. And so, you know, this is the beauty of like, you know, how do we lower our effort to create more results, we start by operating more in the feminine. Whereas in the masculine, if you think about it, it's like outside that bullseye, right? So it's like the outermost layer. So to really shift something inside yourself, you have to do so much effort in the physical world to be able to to shift that thing inside yourself. And you can see this in the way people operate business because they're out there like focused on making lots of money, you know, status, influencers, you know, followers, like they're working all this effort to get more and more power out there when really they have so much little power in that tiny little space that can produce everything they possibly imagined and ever wanted. But we have no idea, like we're not operating in that paradigm. So it's a real big shift when you start to look at it. Yes. Yes. And that you think about our language when you're talking about the bullseye and the bit, you know, the masculine is definitely go big or go home, you know, it's just like go big, like do all it's, it's so externally focused and there's so much energy that's out and this ability, if we shift to the feminine sourcing of our wisdom and um, kind of this orientation, it's a sustainable energy shift as well. One of the reasons why we're so exhausted 
you know, and in, and this has been showing up in research for many years because I've been, I'm quite fascinated by all the work-life balance. And, you know, so I'm constantly picking up books that are like overwhelmed in the age of anxiety. You know, these are the books that jump out at me because I'm like, what's the research saying? And the research is saying like the way that we have been doing things is not sustainable. We have higher levels of physical health issues, heart disease, stress, anxiety, cancer, you know, all the different things that are happening because our environment is sick and our way of being is sick. And then we've got mental health increase and we've got, you know, all these different things that are breaking down for people as human beings. Like what's going on? What's not working? It's like, well, because that output and constantly being tapped in and being like having a little vulnerable human body, having to source all, all of its power from these external things in the world, that that's not sustainable and it's not aligned and it's not coming from what we know inside ourselves. And it's really interesting. It makes me think of there's a feminist, um, forgetting her name. I received her newsletter and she recently sent out a piece that was about like how we've been taught to devalue the things that actually make us the strongest. And I think, oh, she was referring to Glennon Doyle's new book, Untamed. And in Glennon, in, in that book, Glennon talks about her sensitivity because she developed an eating disorder at, at the age of 10. And she goes on to say that, that her empathic nature, her sensitivity was off the charts and no one around her knew how to validate or confirm that very feminine superpower. So she began to do all of this behavior to curb and to, you know, shift and push that down. And she was asking in that newsletter, this one was like, so what is that for you? You know, what is that? And she was saying, what's that feminine quality? What's that thing that most of the, the masculine world is seen as negative, is not valued, whether it was a girl that read all the time, like super smart, or the girl that was highly sensitive, you know, what were these things as little girls that you learned wasn't okay, that actually happens to be your superpower in the world? Yes. So interesting, right? Yes. Like it's and, and that is the challenge. And this is why so much of our world is looking through that masculine lens is because you know, if you look back centuries ago, the feminine was a feared, right? The real feminine. Because, you know, it's interesting because I've been reading this book, um, The Grandmother Council. Oh, yeah. You called. mentioned that. Yeah. It's a really good book. And they talk about how, you know, a long time ago, women were revered for their wisdom, right? The, the um, tribes sought out the women, the, the wise women, because they had more connection to their intuition, more connection to their wisdom. They were the seers. And their emotions. The seers, yes. And so, you know, we, we've had – that's a power that men didn't like. They, you know, you look at the church or you look at the, the agricultural movement as well where they started to, like, finally possess women, you know, and actually make women the bearers of children but not have any property, not have any rights, not have any – if you look at kind of some of these movements – you can see it was all about diminishing the power of women. 
because they were scared of their wisdom, scared of their power and influence, right? The, and even the the framework of the sexuality, right, which we have in so many movements like the witch burning and many other things, it's because women have an energy to them. They have a, a, a movement, a power in them that they don't have to even do much and yet they have a tremendous amount of influence. And that has also been tainted, you know, by making uh, the sexuality part wrong or by you know, making that attainted piece of us or, you know, there's all these ways and throughout history where we really diminish the feminine. And you can see, you know, even in the earth, right? Because the earth is so feminine and it's, and it runs its natural course and it is, you know, sort of its own power, but we've built on it and we've forced it to do our bidding and we've, you know, we've controlled it and we've um, manipulated it and we've done all these things to it, which is all the ego and all the masculine. And so, yeah, it's just really interesting when we start to look at everything from a really different picture of how we can best operate, you know, not only our our businesses but our lives our relationships like who we are as a being really shifts and changes um, and so yeah it's just it's been this I've been really deep diving into some of these these ideas because I think it it's going to allow us to have more understanding and to be able to operate more in that power because if we don't know ourselves if we don't even realize there's another way to look at things then you know what can we do exactly exactly yeah and it's like it's making me think about you know 12 years ago, like when we met, I had just moved from Canada and I was doing a lot of this reflecting on the feminine because I was a mom of a three-year-old and I had put my career on hold. Then I had my partner decide that he needed to go find himself and (laughs) I had to become a single parent. And so I really started kind of understanding. It's like, gosh, well, how did this happen? How did I go from being such a powerful woman in the world? Because I did grow up with, you know, having a privilege. I have white privilege and I had educational privilege. And then I became a mom and all of a sudden that power really shifted. And I was fascinated then, you know, what is it? How can mothers, which is such a power to create, have this shift? And so we're so marginalized and we're at a disadvantage. And it's really interesting at that time, I did come across a book called Ecofeminism. I think that was written in the late 90s or early 2000. And that one spoke a lot about what you were saying and like the connection between the way that women and the feminine and the earth is like, domination and this masculine power over versus power through. And that is the wisdom of feminine. And it's like you said, men also want to see more of this. You know, I'm raising a feminist son. I am married to a feminist lens thinker, like my husband. And I've had all these conversations where he's, you know, grew up a very sensitive man in a like a Catholic household and, and all of the different things about what masculinity is supposed to be. But women, we actually live it. We live the feminine because it is in our gender. It is something that people see about us. We have this ability to value it and advocate for it yes. and recognize when it's showing up in the world. Yeah, I think advocate for it is such a key because what I see is that most struggle for women 
is the lack of that advocation, right? Because they are um, beating themselves up for things that they've labeled. So like take laziness is a really interesting label that I see a lot of women take. Instead of like it being, I need to be in my feminine, I need to receive, I need to flow, I need to have that space, they label it as lazy, right? That's a very masculine label for the feminine. It's a way that we've made the feminine wrong, right? So, and, and like, interestingly enough, it's about the ebb and flow, right? We all have access to feminine energy and masculine energy. It's about the proper place of each of those things. So one of the ways I've been really framing it and looking at a model for it is you can look at it as tools. We've got these tools. We've got the feminine tools. We've got the masculine tools. And so the masculine tools are like, creation, expansion, exertion. So if you take away the toxic masculine tools, which will be dominance, right? You just purely come back to that neutral place of the feminine energy and the masculine energy in each of us. The masculine is like, you know, create, expand, exert, you know, effort, action. Execute. Yeah, that's the masculine. And the feminine is discreate, dissolve, release surrender, right? So each of these things are tools to be used. But what happens is, A, we are not skilled in the feminine tools because we've never been taught that they're of value. So we don't know how to release or how to surrender or how to discreate or how to dissolve. We know how to force everything, right? We have been fully honed and skilled in the masculine tools. But the feminine tools are still these things that we're not really skilled in. And then we also don't know which place to use each one. So we just use like, it's like, you know, taking a hammer for a screw, right? You're still, you're just trying to like hit everything with that hammer, which is that masculine, instead of understanding that sometimes to move through things, we have to actually employ the feminine. Yes, yes. And before we started recording in our um, pre-recording talk, Sonia, you said something really important as well about creation and the difference that how masculine, the, the part that's kind of the masculine creation and the feminine creation is because there's obviously it takes, you know, men and women to come together. When you think about creating life, we have to have and the female body is carrying the child and life is born of the female. And that childbirth takes so much strength and takes so much energy to create and, and to, to grow this baby. And then it's this allowing that we have to do to release from the body and it got me kind of thinking, as you were talking just then too, that, you know, create, so there's masculine and feminine in creation. And it seems that for women, it's creation comes from allowing and from trusting. So trusting in the, the unfolding of something. Yes. And the masculine, its job is to come along men from that unfolding, then it's like, okay, and then we're going to bring it in or we're going to execute on it. We're going to like create the action. So the men, and that's why we know the masculine and the feminine are yin and yang and whether they need to be together and they need to balance each other. Yet if we don't allow for the feminine to truly unfold, the power of creation is not fully accessed, right? Because that's, an important foundation. Yes. And if you've had natural childbirth where there was no masculine tools used, right? Which no is like all the <laughs> interference. Yeah. Um, if you've had that, you, you'll know that 
you know, when you've tried to control it, it makes laboring harder, right? So I had very long days of labor, two days each for both my children 12 years apart. And the two days was because I was trying to do something. I still had that grip on the masculine lens, even though conceptually I understood I need to allow and I need to accept, I need to unfold. My my brain was trying to like make it happen, do the right thing. Like, and sometimes what happens is we come from that place, and this is what I see a lot with my clients, especially lately. You know, we come from that place of trying to do our self-development, our have acceptance or have self-compassion. We do it from the masculine. Like we're trying to do it. We're trying to like, I'm gonna have self-compassion today. Where the truth of it is, it acts self-compassion as an example is actually more of a letting go. It's more of an allowing. It's more like it's really not a lot of effort, but we we force it through that masculine lens. And so then we're trying really hard. And oftentimes when you're trying to employ feminine tools, if you're trying hard, you're not using the feminine. And therefore nothing that you're doing's working. And so, you know, this is this really interesting and subtle play on things because we don't always realize that what we're doing, we're forcing, we're trying to force the feminine or we're trying to force that releasing or force that surrender because we're still coming from that place of like, I'm going to get it done (laughs) instead of like actually widening back. Yes. And we, masculine is so much the structure, so much the systems. And for me, like feminine is the something more, the feeling, that magic inside of those structures. And it makes business really challenging. You and I both trying to create very feminine-based business because the world is looking at our businesses, comparing it to that structure in their mind that's the masculine structure. Like, well, business has to look like this. It has to produce like this. It has to be this way. And this is how it impacts the economy and all the different things. And so when you decide you're going to flip that orientation, flip that script and create a business from that feminine lens, it is going to be challenging in this day and time. However, I'm feeling excited about the fact that the world has recently done something that I never imagined that it would do. It hasn't done it perfectly. And there's a lot of ways that, you know, we can look at the politics and the way that the leaders have handled it. But what we did do across the board is that we actually put human life ahead of economic gain. Yes. It's like a miracle. That's a miracle. I mean, (laughs) I mean, never would have because there's so many instances where we see that that is that never happens. It's always the opposite all the things that people are doing in the corporations and we're like exposing people to toxic environments. We're doing all these things for the sake of money. So we know that that is something that the human, you know, we do this. We're like little parasites on the earth. That's what I think of us yeah, as sometimes. But yet in this moment when there was a virus, there was something that was affecting everyone. We were stopped in our tracks. So that is interesting and something to, I believe, pay attention to because that means there's a little bit of that disorientation, that like 
habits are being, we talked about this on the last episode, that a pattern interrupt is happening. Something new could emerge and we could go to the old way of doing things. Or this could be a great time to advocate for the feminine, restructuring society from more of feminine values. Please. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. It's like, as you were saying, it is really challenging to operate a business because the business arena is masculine. And this is exactly the reason I created the Women in the Business Arena program, because it is teaching women a different way to operate, how to operate more from that center place, how to operate more in the feminine, how to understand which tool to employ in which situation. And that I think is a really interesting place right there because so a couple of other things I mean so I feel like I could talk for like the next two hours on this so I'll try to like only bring a few things in because this is just something that's blowing my mind right now and so you know one of the things I've been exploring is that the glass ceiling concept right because we obviously women hit glass ceilings in many many ways right we hit it in the outside world we hit it in ourselves and we're always viewing glass ceilings as like this masculine concept we got to break through the glass ceiling we got to like like it's somehow above us and we've got to break through it right to be free but what i have found is when you switch that to the feminine lens the glass ceiling is actually inside of us and what we have to do is we have to go inside through our our internal layers, right? So through our different identities, our different trauma, our different experiences, the different places that were, you know, un- not healed yet, our wounds, we have to go through those layers to get back to the essential self. And every layer we go through is breaking a glass ceiling, but it's not breaking it, it's dissolving it. Because when we're looking at the feminine, it's about dissolving. And what's really interesting in terms of like self-development, and Laura, you can probably relate to this in a different framework, but trauma and all of those things is you cannot use the masculine to integrate a glass ceiling or a layer. You have to utilize the feminine. Feeling, awareness, integration, you know, being able to dissolve it through sensation and through, you know, it's release. Yes, you can't do it through force and making it happen and thinking about it, right, which are all masculine. And so we've just had this concept all wrong. Everyone's trying to break their glass ceilings through the masculine, but it will never work. Yes, yes, it is so true. And I love that you brought that back into healing because that really helps me see that as like, yes, like all of those ways of just using the mind is in more of the let's just mind over matter and the masculine uh, rationalize, analyze it out. In 20 years of working with my clients, I never see that be a more effective <laughs> tool no. for long-term healing That's right. than the feminine. Because that is, it's, it's coming in to trust yourself, to feel the sensations, to feel the body, to be able to really release and integrate and all of that is this you know it's the intuitive healing capacity this wisdom that we have inside of us that comes from that way of sensing and feeling to be and not mental constructs and actions that create a way of being you know that's in the masculine and we have to have both but we've been out of balance for so long yes, and it has disserviced men and women and anywhere along the gender spectrum that you are the fact that we've let one way one way one fundamental part of our energy be somehow special somehow be better 
means we have excluded very important aspects of the human being, of the human self that we were all born to possess. That's right. And that is a travesty if we continue to discard those aspects of our whole selves. 100%. 100%. I feel like literally I could just keep talking and talking and talking, but we are coming close to the end of our normal episode. So I'm sure we will approach the subject again because I am doing lots of training and exploring right now for my clients and it all comes up in that process. But I think what I really wanted to illustrate today is that start to question what lens you're looking through, right? So whenever you're thinking about um, your business, your self-development, your relationships, just the way you operate in the world, begin to start to question it. Am I looking at it through that masculine lens or am I looking at it through the feminine lens or am I allowing both, right? The, the ability to know which tool I need to use in what circumstance. Because I think that is when we can understand how to utilize the tools, we're in control, we're in capacity we're in you know strength we're confident because we know which thing to employ in in what situation so that's kind of what I want I really wanted this episode to sort of illustrate I love this conversation so I'm definitely up for having more explorations Yay. of the, the power and the mystery of the feminine and in just the healing that it can bring our world the more that we advocate for it that's right. You guys, I feel like this is what the world is missing. Because, you know, if you look at it, we have been operating in only half of our human potential. And if we are going to shift the world the way it needs to shift, we've got to be operating in our full human potential. And that's what we're talking about here. So, all right. Thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. If you have a service business, I can help. I know many of you are feeling fear, worry, or confusion about how to pivot your business and survive these times. I'm in my third decade of helping women navigate challenging business situations. These are unprecedented times and we need to think quickly, be creative, and stay strategic to navigate them and come through successfully on the other side. If you are struggling right now and need help, I can help you in one of my many coaching programs that have been developed for just this form of crisis. You don't have to do it alone. I can quickly help you look at where you need to put your attention so that you can financially remain stable. Go to sonyastatman.com or womeninthebusinessarena.com for support. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.